to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Amen. I want to start with just a story, a story of a pastor from Europe. This pastor from Europe was, was coming to the States. He actually bought a one-way ticket to the United States. At the time that, that he bought this ticket, there was no planes around. So it was a one-way ticket to the United States, and it was going to last 21 days to get to the States. The dude was broke. He only had enough money to buy this ticket. As he bought it, he was like, man, I can't eat at these fancy restaurants, so I'm going to buy some cheese and crackers, and I'm going to eat. So that's what he did for 21 days, actually 20 days he ate cheese and crackers. And every time that people would go into the dining room area and have dinner, my man would go into his bag and he would eat cheese and crackers. And this, this man was seeing what he was doing every time they were having dinner. And by day 20, he went up to him and he said, I see you when we go up to dinner, you go into your bag. What, what are you doing? And he said, well, I don't have money to eat at these fancy restaurants. So I bought some cheese and crackers and that's what I have for dinner. The guy said, are you serious? You do know that all the restaurants are included with your one-way ticket, right? And I feel like the church, Christians, we're like this pastor. We have a one-way ticket to heaven, but we don't use the gifts of the Holy Spirit that come with that one-way gift, with that one-way ticket. So today we're going to look at a story and found in the chapter 3 in the book of Acts. We're just going to walk through this story. I'm going to give three practical ways on how to walk in the Holy Spirit, how to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let me go ahead and pray. We'll get started. Father, in Jesus' name, through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, I, I need you. I, I need to decrease you, increase Father, my confidence is in you. My ability is it's in you. Lord, let this be a word that comes from your heart. Lord, let this be a word that, that convicts and reaches the hearts of everyone here, like it did me. So Holy Spirit, give us the eyes to see spiritual things. Holy Spirit, give us the ears to hear your, your word. Holy Spirit, give us an open heart. Remove distractions. May we have an open heart to receive what you have for us this morning. Amen. Acts chapter 3, it says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, who they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Verse 4, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, but the church says, but the Christian says, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
Rise up and walk. Get up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he raised him up. A miracle took place. God saved this crippled man that was lame from birth. The Holy Spirit came inside of him and it just hit him different. Saved him. Right there on the spot. In the name of Jesus. But it was community that was right next to him. He had community. He had Peter and John. Y'all with me? Immediately his feet and ankles were strong. And he leaped up. He leaped up. And he stood. And began to walk. My man leaped up. Crippled. Leaped up. Was strengthened. Stood. And then he had a pep to his step. My man, I got, I, I got prosthetic knees. I got a little limp. I got a little little limp to my step. He started walking, crippled for 40 years. My man had a pep to his step. Walking in community, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. He said that he entered the temple. Hey, yo, we live in Vegas. He could have been like, yo, I've been healed. Let me go back to this. Let me go to this strip club. Or let me go back home. Or let me go to my crush. Let me go do my thing. Nah, he was saved, sealed by the Holy Spirit, surrounded by community, entering God's house. Y'all are here. I hope everybody's sealed with the Holy Spirit right now. Filled in the presence of God in this house. He entered the temple and then walking, it wasn't enough to walk. The Bible says, my man became leaping. He became, he was frolicking. He, 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 did, he did a frolic. My man did a cartwheel and then did the splits, B. Joyful, leaping. And then he became to praise God. The Holy Spirit hits different. That's the title of my sermon. The Holy Spirit hits different. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Yo, God saved you to be a witness. God sealed you with the Holy Spirit for people to be amazed and at awe. What happened to that man? What happened to that girl? Amazement, wonder, testimony. My man had a witness. My man got a, a testimony. He became a witness, verse 10, and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement in what had happened to him. Look, God has the ability to change your circumstances. God is powerful enough to change you from the inside out. God is powerful and holy enough to make you holy. Amen. God is powerful enough to meet you in your muck, in your dirt, in your, in your hopelessness and change your direction for you to be a witness, a witness. This is exactly what took place. Peter saw this. 
This is how the church began. This is how the Spirit of God gave birth to the church. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, go, I'm going to send the helper. He's going to come. The disciples and, and, and Mary and all the women of God went up to Peter's house. And, and they started praying. They started seeking God in God's presence. The Holy Spirit came, rushing like a wind, filled, filled with the Spirit, started speaking in tongues, not an unknown tongue, in a tongue in a language that they can understand. People that, that were hearing, and they were hearing their language, and they were preaching Jesus. Peter was preaching Jesus, salvation through Jesus, preaching the word, a testimony, a witness, a platform. But that wasn't enough. God gave them 3,000. The Holy Spirit said, that ain't enough. We got more work to do. I'm actually going to save and heal this lame man, and he's going to be a witness. He's going to be a testimony that I can raise and heal this man. And not only that, but I'm going to fill Peter with the Spirit because it doesn't end in miracles, signs, and wonders. It don't end there, church. That's, that's just a sign that points people to the Savior. That's just a sign that points people to the healer, the miracle worker. So Peter took that opportunity and he said, this is it. This is the platform that God has given me, and I'm going to preach Christ. So much so that we're going to go to chapter 4, verse 4, and this is what happened. But many of those who had heard the word believed. Peter preached the word. Peter preached the Old Testament and talked about how Jesus, the Savior, came and died for their sins and rose from the grave and their only salvation comes through Jesus. That God said, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to save more. The number of men came to about 5,000. This is not counting women and children. We're talking about the birth of the church, the acts of the apostles, the spirit of God moving Saving, preaching with power and conviction, letting people know that this Jesus is real, that this Jesus can save. So I want to share, I want to share this, this word, church family, as a family, as a conviction. Pastor Hyden said, George, what's been hitting different? You know, I have the privilege and the honor to bring the word today. What's been hitting different? I said, the Holy Spirit. This story that I found in Acts 3. So I'm talking to you as my brother, as my sister, as my family member, that if you call yourself a Christian, if you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus, that you believe that he died for your sin and that he rose from the grave, that you call him Lord, and Savior, I'm talking to you. If that's you, this message is for you. I want to be, I want to give you some practical ways on how to walk this faith out, how to be empowered and be led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in, in, this, in this story that this man was lame from birth, crippled. The dude was born this way, right? Like he was born with legs. Amen. 
Like you guys got legs, right? Y'all were born with legs. It's a package deal. It's what you come with. See, when you're born again, you're born with legs. They're called the Holy Spirit. Amen? This faith is not a sign life faith. This faith is an action-packed faith. This faith is a walking faith. This church is called Walk Church. Not sitting down church. Not laying down church. This is Walk Church. We walk in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So this dude was lame. I feel like a lot of us are just lame Christians. Lame Christians. This dude was sat every day at the front of the temple. Lame. No joy. No hand claps. No hello. No, hey, how you doing? No, he was begging. But something happened. A miracle took place. The Holy Spirit hit different. That he wasn't a lame Christian no more. He wasn't a lame Christian no more. He started to walk his faith out. He started to walk in community. Amen. He went to church. He was filled with the Spirit, filled with joy, praising, worshiping, leaping, and walking in the presence of God. Lame Christians are lame Christians. We're not called to be lame, y'all. See, a lot of us are trying to do this Christianity with our own strength, with your own power. You have the Holy Spirit, you're saved. It's not going to leave you. You're just carrying the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not carrying you. This, lamb would, this man was lame. He was carrying his legs. He was being carried. Look, God saved you, healed you, transformed you, sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Not for you to carry the Spirit, but for the Holy Spirit to carry you. Amen? The Holy Spirit wants to carry your relationship. The Holy Spirit wants to carry your ministry, your marriage, your dream, your calling, your children, your family. He wants to carry you, not you carry the Spirit. That's lame. You're doing it in your own strength. Don't do it in your own strength. This Christianity is it's a relationship. This is a relationship with the living God, the creator, the Holy Spirit that created this world. He created this world alongside with the Father and the Son. You don't think he can carry your life? He wants to carry you, my man. He wants to carry you, sister. He wants to carry you. He wants to carry us. The Holy Spirit is like legs. You get them at birth. You get them at birth. So I'm going to give three practical ways on how to have the Holy Spirit just hit different. 
have to have, have the Holy Spirit guide us and help us and comfort us and lead us. Amen? If you're taking notes, take this down. I get the Holy Spirit by salvation. The Holy Spirit gets me by surrender. Jesus says, you got to pick up your cross and follow me. You got to die to yourself. John says, I got to decrease so he can increase. Holy, Jesus says, it is important, it is beneficial that I leave because the Father's going to send the helper. The helper. The helper. So my first point to encourage you is the Holy Spirit is the fellowship that hits different. It's the fellowship that hits different. This guy, this lame dude, got saved. Got sealed with the Holy Spirit. Was surrounded by community. He didn't leave. He actually cleaned, the Bible says, right past the mic, cleaned to Peter and John. He didn't leave their sight. He got surrounded by community. Brothers, sisters, don't walk this faith alone. This is not a lone rage of Christianity. You need community. My man got picked up by community, saved by the Spirit, picked up by community, and then he said, I need to go to God's presence. I need to be at God's church. This fellowship is surrounded by a church family. This fellowship, the Holy Spirit is saying, is done in community, not alone. Come to church. We about to start uh, charge groups at Walk Church in two weeks. Get plugged in in community, y'all. Keep coming to church, man. Keep, keep walking with the faithful. If you walk with the faithful, you'll, 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 you'll be faithful. You'll be encouraged to, to stay faithful, right? We're not, we don't have it all together, but man, we keep showing up. My testimony is I, I just kept showing up. That's it. Pastor Hyden would invite me. They were carrying me with my wheelchair. He was living out his condo. My man, my man and, and some other folks would pick me up in the chair, take me upstairs, the upper room. Holy Spirit, community, the word. We about to, hey, walk youth, come to walk, come, come, to, come to group on Thursday. Get connected, 6th through 12th grade. We about to have a, a, a young adults event where our, our, our young adults director is going to lead strong on Friday. Kinsey Mentor. If you're a young adult, get connected. Come. There's going to be a lot of churches getting plugged in, walking in community. Pastor Hyden's going to bring the word. You better come. Amen. This is the, the, the fellowship that we're talking about. But check this out. Not only do we need community, but very practically, you just need to talk to God. Look what, look what 2 Corinthians says. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. 
the hanging out, the fellowship. If I want to fellowship with you, I have to be intentional with you. I have to call you. I have to speak to you. I have to make a date with you. I have to put it in my calendar. I have to, I have to keep my word and show up and be there and buy you lunch and hear your story. And you can hear my story. We talk. We fellowship. Very, very practically, the Holy Spirit is saying, can you just fellowship with me? Can you just talk to me? Can you just include me? Because that's, that's what I want to do. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, right, trust him with your whole heart. Don't lead in your own strength. Trust the spirit of the living God. And check this out. Imagine if we were to do this on a daily. Acknowledge me in all your ways. I'll make your path straight. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to live through you. I'm going to show up. I'm your helper. Can you just fellowship with me? Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Practical examples, y'all. This one's kind of funny. I shared this at youth. They laughed. I was driving, and I was on Silverado Ranch, and I was, I was, I was passing Bermuda, and I was in the left-hand lane, the, the far left lane, and this gentleman pulls out out of the, the gas station, and I'm like, man, he better not pull out to my lane in my mind. I was like, but he looking like he about to, and he does, and I'm going 45, the speed limit. You know, I'm listening to some worship music, I'm in the spirit. I'm, I'm super spiritual this day, right? This day. So I'm, I'm driving, and he, the man pulls out in front of me. So I slow down, and I put my blinker to the right, and I went to the other lane. The dude had his window rolled down. He looks at me, and he flicks me off. And I look back, and I, I've, I've known to done this in my past. Oh, yeah? Pull over. Yep, pull over. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know some of y'all done that. Yep, yep. But, 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 but the Holy Spirit, I was feeling super spiritual that day. Filled. I just looked at him with full peace. And I just smiled. And I said to myself, is it that serious that the dude would flick me off? And right, I can't fight like I used to. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. But hey, check this out. Check this out. Check it. I could have responded in my flesh, y'all. I could have had anger towards this dude. I could have reacted in my flesh. But I was guided, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And I said, if you make a way and if I park right next to him, because I so wanted to park next to him. I said, do that. And it happened to be so. Pulled up, parked, rolled my window down, and I looked at him. I had so much peace. And I just said, don't do this, y'all. Don't do this. Because you don't know what he might have. You feel me? 
You don't know if you got a gun. You don't know if you got a knife. You just don't know. I rolled my window down and I said, was it that serious? And I just wanted him to feel my peace. I just want him to feel my peace. I was just extra spiritual that day. And he looked at me, and just green light. We need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I got to sit down by Pastor Mike this week. You better, George, you better be fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit when you get sat down by Pastor Mike. Everything was good. But I was praying, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Guys, there's not one meeting, there's not one time that I'm meeting with people that I'm not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. People are asking me biblical questions. People are asking directions and pastoral help. You think I'm going I'm to answer with my wisdom? No, I need, I need to tap into the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, let, what do you want to share with this person? Amen? Yo, married person, pray. Pray. When you about to blow up, when you in that, that tension, because y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, you just, it's, the conversation's getting heated. Holy Spirit, give me peace. Holy Spirit, help me to love. Guide me. When lust and temptation comes, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, let me not look a second time. I know you did a good job. She's pretty but I'm focusing on you. I'm, I'm filled. You know what? That looks good, but nope, I'm filled. Or sometimes you so filled that like it don't even bother you. Don't even phase you. It don't. The Holy Spirit wants to carry you. The Holy Spirit wants to live through you. Amen? A second point that hits different. The Holy Spirit, the fruit, of the spirit that hits different. Galatians 5.16 says this, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. God is saying, don't walk on your own. Walk by the spirit. You will not. This is a promise. God's not a liar. You will not. Give in to the flesh. He's our helper. He wants to produce fruit in and through us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to say no to your sinful flesh. The Bible proves to be true. Paul says that we have a war against this flesh that wants nothing to do with the things of God. And the tension is, is the Spirit of God in this flesh that we live in. God is saying, you need to be filled. You need to talk to me. When you talk to the Spirit, you'll walk by the Spirit. When you're surrounded with the faithful, you'll stay faithful. When you're in community, it's just easier that way. When you're in God's presence, you're filled. You're being guided. You won't give in to this flesh. It is a process. And God wants to bear fruit. Verse 22 and 23 says this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Church, who produces this kind of fruit? 
the Holy Spirit. It's not your power. It is not your strength. It is not your character. It's not because you're a good person. That's not going to change you. The Spirit of God's going to change you. The Spirit of God bears fruit. The Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit. This is, this is the Spirit that hits different. The fruit that hits different. It's sweet, it's gentle, it's patient, it's kind, it's loving. It doesn't, it doesn't seek its own way. Nah, it's self-controlled. I need the Holy Spirit every day. I need him every day. I need his strength. I need to walk and talk to the Holy Spirit. When we walk and talk to the Holy Spirit, we will bear fruit. We'll bear fruit. I want to give uh, just some illustration of what that looks like real quick, y'all. See, I, I, have this, uh, I have this apple. I should have got a different apple because this is a sour apple. And the Holy Spirit is not sour. But the Holy Spirit bears fruit. Y'all know my, my hands, you know what I'm saying? Bear with me. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. You're a branch. I'm the vine, Jesus says. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. This is relational language. Can you just hang with me? Talk to me? Can you just schedule me in your busy life? Pick up my word. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your, your prayers, your petitions, your struggles, your burdens. God is saying all you need to do is remain. And he'll bear the fruit. I'm going on 10 years walking this spiritual, this, this, this life with Jesus. I'm a different man from 10 years ago. It took time for me to bear fruit. But I had to remain. I'm a branch. He's saying, just remain. Keep showing up. Keep seeking me. Keep getting in community. Keep reading my word. Keep walking by the Spirit. Keep fellowshipping with me. Let me carry you. Let me make you strong. Let me comfort you. Let me help you. You will produce fruit. It is I that will do it, not you. So for the rest of the year, don't try to be a better you. It won't work. It's not. Don't try to fix your character on your own. It's not going to work. God is calling you. This is a challenge. Work on your relationship with God. That's it. Work on your relationship with God.
He'll bear the fruit. He'll do it. And you know what's something cool about fruit? Is that fruit we can eat off of. We can eat fruit. See, I got this, this little pink iPhone right here that matches my shirt. It's my mom's. But let's pretend that this is the gift, the spirit. You wear it. It's a gift. It's not going to leave. He's not going to take it away. It's with you to help you. It's just a gift. But the gift doesn't bear fruit. You can have a gift and not bear fruit. You can be a Christian and be a lame Christian. You can be a Christian and be a, a sitting down Christian, a laying down Christian. But we're not those Christians. We're a Christian that's walking with the Spirit, that's fellowshipping with the Spirit, that's abiding in the Spirit. Why? Because Jesus wants to bear fruit in and through you. He wants to feed others. When you bear fruit, the fruit comes. It takes time, so be encouraged. You're going to bear fruit. But it's his doing. And when he does it, it feeds others. You know what I'm saying? It's sweet. It's not bitter. It's gentle. It's faithful. It's self-controlled. It's loving. It's patient. It's kind. When you start bearing fruit, people want to eat off of you. Man, that's juicy. The spirit is juicy. The spirit is good. You'll feed people. God will give you promotions. God will give you favor. God will place you in places that only he can because he wants to bear fruit through you. Not on your own, but by the power that hits different. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears fruit. Singles. I'm a single. Don't look for a man or a woman who just got the gift. That's not good enough. You can have a gift but not bear fruit. You can, you can play an instrument, you can preach, you can do all these things and not bear fruit. You want a mate, you want a husband, you want a wife that can feed you. That hits different. That hits different. That bears fruit. Amen? That's good. He's good. And this is why he does it. Because he wants to be a witness 
in your life. That's it. It's not because of you. It really isn't. Pastor Hyden tells us time and time after, you're not that important. You're not that special. He is. He is. He wants to bear fruit through us. He wants to give us a platform for us to be a witness. This is the third and last, about to close up. The last, the last witness, the last power that I want to share. There's so many, but this is the last one. The Holy Spirit is the witness that just hits different. It's the spirit that hits different. See, Peter took the time. He took the time to be a witness to a whole court, to a whole multitude. It didn't stop with the sign and the wonder in this lame man getting healed. Gifts didn't stop at the gifts, the talents, the miracles, the wonders. Didn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. The miracle, the signs and the wonders, the salvations, the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus saving somebody, leads us to be a witness. So Peter, given this platform, said this is a perfect time to share Jesus. So he preached. He preached. Let's go to verse 4, chapter 4. This is what happened. This is the platform that God gave him to be a witness. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. Peter took the time to preach the old prophets, the Testament, the Old Testament, the, the Bible, the Word of God, and he went through and he preached Christ. How this is the Messiah that they killed, that the Savior of the world that wipes away the sins of the world, but, but he didn't stay dead, he rose rose from the grave. This is who the prophets talked about. Jesus from Nazareth, the Messiah, the good news, the Savior, the giver of eternity, the giver of life, the hope of glory. Preach the gospel. See, God has given you a platform, y'all. He's placed you strategic. Can't, I always struggle with that word. Strategically. in a family that you belong to. Doesn't matter how broken they are, how jacked up, jacked up they are, or how great they are. You got a witness. You got a story. You have the spirit of God. You got the good news to be a witness. Student, he's placed you at school to be a witness. He's placed you, entrepreneur, he's placed you to be a witness with your gifts and talents. Church, he's placed you in a place for you to be a witness. I can only go places that God can take me. You guys can't go to. And vice versa. See, he's giving you influence. Influence is just caring, loving people. That's what it is. That's why Jesus was so effective. He cared. He loved. He influenced and he witnessed, he witnessed. 
So church, this is the spirit that hits different. A fellowship that you can tap into. The Holy Spirit is not a force. It's not a it. It's not a fire or a wind or water. No, those are manifestations of his power in the Bible. He's a person. He's a person that you can talk to. He's a person that you can fellowship with. He's a person that's going to lead you to praise and to have joy and be in community. He is the force, the power, the person of God, of the triune head that wants to bear fruit. Not only does he want to bear fruit, he wants you to be a witness into this generation. Look, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. God has given us a calling. The Holy Spirit to fulfill. God has given us the Spirit of God. Sealed you. Help you. Comfort you. Guide you. Strengthen you. To answer your call. I have dreams that I will never accomplish. I got dreams that I'm praying for that, that the Lord does. But look, it's not about a dream. It's about a calling. A calling is given to you. The calling is for you to know God and make him known. The calling is for you to know the creator that created you. The calling is for you to surrender your life to the one who is able. The calling is the power that wants to save a dying world a hopeless word. That's the calling. That's the calling. It's for us to answer that call, to have a relationship with God, and to save a generation. God is all about generations. He's keeping his generation going. He's a God of covenant. He's not going to stop. The church will prevail. The kingdom will increase. The kingdom will expand. Will you surrender? Will you answer the call? Will you be led by the Spirit of God to save a generation? We have a witness that I'm so proud of. One of our students, little B. Wade. This little man is a witness of God's power. It's a witness to his answered calling. And I believe this young man that is going to get baptized today. I don't know where you at, B. Yeah. Yeah, B. Wade. God is calling you, man. Thank you for answering the call, B-Way. I call him B-Weezy. Answer that call. Don't give up. Keep showing up. Keep reading your Bible. Keep abiding. Keep trusting. Keep faithful. Keep showing up to youth. 
keep showing up to church. You have a witness in your dad. He's showing you the way. That's why he got the honor to baptize you. He's worthy of it. He's your discipler. He's been a witness to your life. Your, ma your mom, you belong to a godly home for you to save a generation. God wants to save a generation. God is asking you, will you surrender and answer the call? Because he wants to use you. He does. And it is fruitful. It is sweet. It is good. Amen. Ooh. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, right now, if somebody does not know you in this place, God, your word says that your spirit bears witness with their spirit that what they heard today is true. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would continue to work in this person's heart. That this person will be ready to surrender it all. All of it. That this person would trust you with your word. That this person would say, I trust you. I'm tired of doing it on my own. I need you. I need the spirit of God. Come inside me. Lead me. Guide me. Sanctify me. Save me. And use me. If that's you. If that's you, would you be bold and stand up? The Holy Spirit is, is, is calling you to be bold and stand up. Would you answer this call? You haven't surrendered just yet. You haven't trusted God with your life just yet wholeheartedly. You still got doubts and fears. You're still wrestling with God and you're trying to do it on your own strength. Will you just be bold? We got a person that stood up, but I believe this person is saved already. So right now, church, if you answered this call right now, this is for the church. Would you be bold and stand up, church? If you have been saved, by the gospel of Jesus Christ, sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit, be ready to be used, be fruitful to save this generation. Would you stand up right now and be bold? Amen. Amen. Yeah. God, I, I just want to pray for your church that's bold and courageous. God, not in our own strength. God, not in our own power, but in your power. Holy Spirit, may you empower us to die to this flesh, to believe your word to be true. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. That we would act like you're saying the truth and found in your word. That we would be a church that is that is being obedient to your word, being led by your Holy Spirit, empowered by your Holy Spirit, guided by your Holy Spirit to bear much fruit, God, not in our own strength, but in your strength. Lead us, guide us. May we be a witness, not in our own strength, not in our own abilities, but by the power of your Holy Spirit. 
May we witness to this generation. God, expand your kingdom. Expand your church and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.